0: So I got to know very well. Um, just, uh, just a great brother. He was um, praise lead, one of the praise leaders we had. He was very athletic, so we would go to like church-wide basketball tournaments, and we would win all the time because of him. And, you know, so we had this long-lasting relationship. And uh, when he went to UCLA and um, started studying, I often just check up on him, whether he shared his story. So that particular Sunday, as he was attending a local church to worship, somehow God kept putting in his heart, are you giving your offering today? So Daniel, he checked his wallet, $20. He worked as a security guard, the campus security guard, and he would get a paycheck like every other Friday or something, and this $20 was to last him until Friday until the next paycheck. I mean, he had his dad's credit card, but he didn't want to use that. So he was just wrestling, just $20. His plan was to go to grocery store after church and buy some food for the rest of the week. But God kept asking him, offering today? So The offering plate was going around, like typical Korean church. And when he came, as he was wrestling, he just pulled out his wallet and put the $20 in there. And their worship ended. And with the college students there, after worship, they go, oh, let's go out to eat. This is L.A. I mean, you don't go to McDonald's in L.A. You go to good places in L.A. With the same money, right? So they all went to eat. And guess what? No money. So they're like, hey, are you going to get something? No, I'm okay. <laughs> no money. So everybody's eating. And he's just watching them. He goes home, opens his refrigerator, empty. Like a stick of butter and some potatoes. So true story. He boiled some potatoes, so he could eat with butter. That was what he was doing. And he gets a call. He says, hey. His friends call. Hey, Daniel, are you going to watch a ball game tonight? Oh, I don't know. Probably. Hey, can we come over? <laughs> Daniel goes, dude, I got nothing in the refrigerator. No food. It's okay. We'll bring food. Okay. The, the evening comes and. Friends are coming, like half dozen of them. They all went grocery shopping. They bought like frozen pizza, milk, cereal, fruits, vegetable, you know, whatever they could. Um, And they ate some, and they watched the ball game, and they left. But they had a lot of leftover. Daniel said, I ate so well that week, I was getting fat. (laughs) 19-year-old boy. God was teaching him. The fighting spirit. You trust me? Would you depend on me for your provision? Simple thing like that. I don't know where he is right now, unfortunately. Hopefully he's married, growing in the Lord with his family. We all have this. We just need to use it. So God is teaching Elijah. This fighting spirit. Verse 10, it goes, So he went to Jerapheth. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. It gets worse and worse. Fact. She is poor. It's obvious. He could tell. She's gathering sticks. This is basic necessity one-on-one. Every household would need to gather sticks. You don't just go pick up little, like, handful of sticks. You gather this much at a time, and you make sure you don't run out. People rarely would gather this many sticks, but she is because she's poor, and she's desperate, and in fact, she's preparing her last meal with her son. They just want to eat this and just die. Fact was beyond fact. I am here. My God is here. My God provides all our needs. I could give you eternal hope. I could transform your life, your curse into blessing, because I have God. Beyond facts. The thing about exercising the fighting spirit is that we get to see beyond facts. Facts are everywhere. And we're good at assessing Facts, But facts alone will get us in trouble of not experiencing God. Because sometimes facts, in fact very often, will hinder us, exercise our faith in the Lord. But what if Elijah hesitated? Go to Zarephath. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? Let me swing by my house, say you know goodbye to my family before I go, because who knows how long I'm going to be there. So let me just swing by. Had Elijah arrived, a few hours later, a day later, surely the widow and her son would have eaten their last meal and died. Because they do not have any hope. Just, this is our life, we're just going to end it. No hope. If you really think about it, isn't this the situation that we're in right now? People, they're busy working, paying bills and, you know, you know, enjoying life, trying to be good people, giving them credit. But do they really have eternal hope? Do they really believe in heaven and hell, that one day we'll all end up one of those two places forever? Do they have that understanding? We could be that Elijah. Before they have their last meal and die, we might be the last people that they see. This is the type of urgency that we need to have. This is the type of spiritual awareness we need to have. That's why we need to exercise this fighting spirit because it teaches us to look beyond facts, look beyond the surface. This is what Galatians 3 says. Christ redeemed us God placed us here because of this purpose so that we could be part of this great ministry. My father liked boxing. Growing up, we would just watch boxing. In Korea, this was his favorite boxer, Ali. But we had some other favorite boxers. Korean boxers. And Korea is big on fighting. <laughs> Literally, we're good at killing things. Like we're good at shooting, archery, fighting, taekwondo. <laughs> it's just weird, but we're just good at those things. Anyway, um, so we were watching this boxing match—not Ali, but Korean boxer who was a heavy, uh, phantom weight world champion. And he was going for junior phantom weight so he could have two belts at one time. So this was a big match. And the entire nation is watching this. It was scheduled for 12 rounds. But we knew it was going to end very quickly because in the second round, like 20 seconds into it, this Korean boxer gets hit and falls down. And I could just... Here, my dad, oh, no. <laughs> he gets up just barely, starts to, you know, you know resume fighting. And then like five seconds later, he goes down again. Oh, no. He struggles to get up, fights. Like 20 seconds later, he goes down again, three times. Usually that's what they call TKO, but in this match, they waive that. So you just have to be knocked out cold, otherwise fight will continue. So he gets up, like 25 seconds or later or so, he goes down again for the fourth time. And my dad almost like, cried. <laughs> and the bell saved him. And he got up and he looked around and he goes, oh, well, I think this is it. So as soon as he sat down, third round. And then Korean boxer, somehow he swung and he hit the opponent. And opponent goes down this time, he can't get up. That's how he won the match. He became uh, the champion of the world. This one lucky swing and knock the opponent down, the champion down. So afterwards, we would watch a rerun. It's is a big historical circle event, sporting world in Korea. So they would do rerun all the time. So this time, well, guess what? We're watching this, now it's a different. So it's a different thing. Second round comes, oh yeah, he's going to go down. Oh yeah, he goes down again. Oh yeah,. He's, yeah. four times he's going to go down, but then next round. Wait until the next round, because we all know this is the spiritual battle we are in. We might go down more than once, but Jesus has won the war. He just is asking us, are you willing to stand? Are you willing to stand firm in your faith and put up the fight, the good fight? We don't have to be stressed to win the battle. It's okay if we lose as long as we are faithful, as long as we are exercising the fighting spirit that we will depend on God completely and totally no matter the circumstance. As we... Exercise this. The result is up to God. In fact, the end result is already played out. We are watching a rerun. We could enjoy this journey as we fight this battle. That's my prayer for you and me, that we will learn to stand firm, that we will learn to fight. We can't complain about Every situation that we are in, because we could. I remember this couple, like a family counseling. The wife is an artist. She's a painter, and her husband is an engineer. They have good life. It looks like it. They look happy together. They have a beautiful daughter. They have a nice house, all those things. Then she would say, Why? I'm so miserable at home. I can't tell anybody. Why would God allow him to come into my life? Why didn't God stop me from marrying him? Why can't God transform him and change him for the better? When I talk to the husband, exact same thing. That's how it usually goes. My heart just breaks apart. Because once you get into the cycle of why, you can't come out. Unless someone helps you. Because we could always put why in front of everything. We could justify anything and everything. Why, Lord? Why why me? Pick someone else. Why do I have to go in front of King Ahab? Why ravine? Why can't I go back home? You're almighty. You could protect me there. I don't want to be away from my family. Why Zarephath? It's a foreign country a widow, you got to be kidding. Why? Elijah could have done that. You see, when we use that word, why, then we lose trust in the Lord. We can't believe God completely. We can't follow God with wholeheartedness when we start asking this question, why? Why am I here? Why is this happening? Why that and why that and why that? So why is our enemy? Why is the enemy of the fighting spirit? There's a one more thing, and that is what we call fear. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. Seriously? She just said she's gonna have her last meal and die. He says, Go home and do as you said. But first, make me a small loaf of bread for me from what you have. And bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. This doesn't make sense. Now Elijah is crazy. (laughs) You thought God was illogical. Elijah is not being logical either. But this is what we call faith beyond facts. When you exercise your fighting spirit, you begin to talk like this. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. The jar of flour will not be used up. And the jug of oil will not run dry until the day of the Lord sends rain on the land. Praise the Lord. Fear. The reason we hesitate to be in the front line is because of fear. Because, you know, what if something happens? Seriously, what if something happens? My family. But if we trust in the Lord, seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. And God will add it unto you. Oh, I forgot. Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. The fighting spirit. This is what first John says: there is no fear in love. Where perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Facts will cause us to fear. It's just fact. But when we look at beyond facts, it will help us to exercise the fighting spirit. I will just end with this story. Very quickly, you know the 12 spies, right? 10 came back and said, oh, no, no. They have 45 cities. They're powerful. They're giants. We're like grasshoppers. Fact, fact, fact. Everything is fact. Caleb and Joshua, they said, no. Do not fear. That's what they said. Do not fear. We have the Lord. We will devour them. Do not fear. That's what they said. What are we fearful of? What's holding us back to fear? fully commit to this spiritual life so that God may use us as however He sees fit. If He tells us to go here, are we willing to go there to ravine? If He tells us to go to to Zerapheth, are we willing to go there? If God says, I will provide your needs through a widow, are we willing to trust that? What is holding us back? If we experienced His love, which is unconditional love, we should be able to overcome this. Don't focus on the facts. Look beyond facts. Father God, thank you so much. We surrender to you. We we come to you, O oh Lord, with many burdens because perhaps we are too rooted in this world. We have too much to lose, perhaps. But Father, we do have this desire to worship you as well, to obey you, to follow, to grow in your grace. Father, help us, teach us how to do this effectively. Help us, O Lord, how to obey you, how to trust you, how to exercise our fighting spirit so that you will be glorified, so that we will be content in you, to experience what it is to have you reign in us, to walk with you, to represent you, to find our true contentment In you, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We praise God that because of his power, we have nothing to fear, as Jesus has already won the battle. Please rise as we sing in response, yet not I, but through Christ in me.